dives in for the touchdown. Did he get it? Yes, sure he did. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. You're listening to the One Pridecast. Hello and welcome to a pre-Christmas edition of the One Pride Cast. I'm Tori Petrie, joined by Lomas Brown. Hey, Lomas, Merry Almost Christmas. I like that. Merry Almost Christmas back to you, Tori. We're a week away. Yes, getting close. Next week, the podcast comes out on Wednesdays, typically, and we'll have a Christmas edition of oh, the podcast. Lovely. Maybe I have to dress for the Christmas uh, dress for that event. You know, maybe okay. my Santa hat. I might okay. bring a Santa hat. Yes. All right, I like it. I want to be in the Christmas spirit. I support it. There you go. So yeah. I, I threw a Christmas party last year, and um, I made it a Christmas costume party. Oh. I wanted it to just be something a little bit different, so you had to dress up in like some sort of Christmas costume. Okay. So people dressed up like Christmas movie characters, different things like that. And I honestly, the main reason why I threw this party is because I wanted to be able to wear Mariah Carey's outfit from the cover <laughs> of her Christmas album. So yes, I ordered it. It's like a jumpsuit. It's like a velvet jumpsuit oh. with like the Santa neck. Okay. You know, the the one from her Christmas album. Yeah, if you've yeah. seen the iconic <laughs> Mariah Carey Christmas album, she's like kneeling in the snow and it's like a photo from the side. Yeah, that's um, that's the one. That's huh? the one because I love Mariah Carey Christmas. Yes. Um, Specifically Christmas songs. Specifically All I Want for Christmas is You. <laughs> That's my favorite Christmas song of all time. I think it's the best Christmas song ever. And um, so I threw a Christmas party just so that I could dress up in that outfit. I'd always wanted to. So, so the, you tweeted these pictures out. So did, did this no, hit I social? I, what? I don't think it did hit social media. Oh, my media. God. Mariah could have been, she could have tuned in. You never know. know. She could have responded to that. Man. I know. I, I missed know. an opportunity. Absolutely. I'm man. still waiting, though. I need... Okay, I don't love the snow. Uh-huh. I don't love because yes. I don't like driving in it. But if we do get another good snow here, um, I'm definitely going to recreate the photo. Yes. I'm going to go out in the snow <laughs> in my costume and recreate the Please album do. cover. Please do. We and then that one will that. hit social media for go. sure. We'll do uh, a side-by-side. <laughs> I need to see that, yes. Well, I'm a huge Mariah Carey Christmas fan. She's so. great, though. She's awesome. Her mm-hmm. voice, just her voice. It's I put her up. I put her up next to Whitney Houston. Oh wow! I think they, those two had the probably had the best voices. You know, Whitney when she was here, probably the most powerful voices that I probably heard. Female singers, her and Mariah. Whitney's Mariah. Whitney's rendition of the oh, national anthem yes, is my favorite. Yes, isn't that awesome? Mm-hmm. That that is that it brings chills to you even when you listen to it, it now. And that was way back in the nineties. I know. It's still the best, best rendition. Best one. Absolutely. Hands down, Tori. And Mariah Carey has the best Christmas song there you ever. Go. We got two of the best right here. We just talked about <laughs> two of the best right What's there. What's your favorite Christmas song? Mm, let's see. What would be my favorite? It's probably the old uh the OJs. It comes out every year. I can hear it right now. I just can't get the tune out, but it's a very <laughs> famous song that I listen to. I've been listening to it since I've been knee high. That's how long this song has been out. That's a long time. So <laughs> I can't <laughs> even imagine Lomas Brown being knee high. <laughs> I know at once, Tori, you should see a picture of me at five years old. I'm going to snap a picture of this and show <laughs> it to do. you. Yeah, I think I look like a mongoloid at five <laughs> years old. I don't know what happened to me. The rest of my family members are normal height. I don't know what happened to me we, we keep saying the milkman or the mailman but i don't know what happened to me <laughs> yes 
Oh, so by five, you were already bigger than all the Yeah, I had some big features at the age of five. Big hands and everything at the age of five. I was like, what is going on? Yeah, I look like an eight, nine-year-old at five. Like A'shaun Robinson status? Nothing like that, (laughs) now, Tori. Can I say OMG? He's the (laughs) biggest baby I think I've ever seen in a stroller. Man, if you guys ever get a chance to see A'shaun, I think he has a picture of when he was, I think he was two years old. He was hanging out of the scroller, man. It was just unbelievable, (laughs) the size of a kid like that, man. I know his mom got questioned, probably, why isn't this kid talking, you know? Or why can't he hold an adult conversation with us? Because he looks like a baby adult in that stroller. It's unbelievable. I'm sorry. I digress, but It's your rant for the day. Yes, I'm sorry. It's okay. I've I've had some rants in me today, too. (laughs) Okay, so how are you doing in terms of getting ready for Christmas? I know you talked about getting people some Benjamins. There it is, Tori. Any other things you got to do to prep? Tori, that's it. Just Benjamins. I I passed out most of the Benjamins the other day. I might make a dessert or two. I might make a a side dish to bring along with dinner. My mother-in-law is supposed to be cooking for uh, for uh, Christmas and you know she's one of those mother-in-laws you have to compliment every dish that she makes because every dish she makes is going to be the best you ever tasted <laughs> that's that's my mother-in-law so she, it could be a glass of Kool-Aid and you got to say this is the best Kool-Aid you've ever had Tori <laughs> Kool-Aid now I don't know what all you could do the Kool-Aid to jazz it up but my mother-in-law says she makes the best in the world. So, yeah, that's what I'm facing well, on Christmas Day. Well, you sound lucky. Day. Sounds like you're yeah, going to be lucky to yeah, be eating all yeah. of the best food in the world. Yeah, it is. No, it's going to be great, though. The food is going to be great. The, and the people are going to be great. I'm going to have some great conversation because well, we do have good conversation. Yeah, that's what it's all about yeah, at Christmas time. It is. So. It is. And, and your plans are? Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. TBD. But if yes. – uh, if I can jet home to yes. Florida for just like a quick 24 hours, yeah. we'll see if it, I can make it happen. So that's uh, that's the hope. So jealous right now. She's going, <laughs> oh, man, that would be so nice. But a that nice, would be so nice. nice, cozy, warm Florida Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The, the normal Christmases that we're used to, you know, this cold stuff, all this white stuff, we have to get, we had to get used to that, you know. It's not, yeah. Nothing that happens in Florida like that unless it's white sand. That's the only thing going to be in Florida about this time of the year. Well, uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully going home because I'm sure they've got all the Christmas decorations up and stuff, and uh, my Christmas decorations are still not up, um, and we're a week out from Christmas, which is a little embarrassing. I think I might as well just give up at this point. So what does that mean? You have to leave them out a week later? You know, if you put them up, does that mean that that stretches out I mean, out let's the time? be honest. I usually don't pick them up right away anyway because okay. <laughs> it takes me a few weeks. So, So I you know. go into the new year with your Christmas lights. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah pretty much. Okay. Pretty uh, much. Not bad, not bad. A lot okay. of people do that. Okay, here's a question, though. How bad would it be if I just put the tree up? And didn't decorate it. And no lights? No, just the lights. Like, just the tree and the lights. Oh, okay. No, that's cool. Just so I can have, like, a little bit of there sp- you go. Christmas sparkle in the house. Absolutely. But without the effort of putting all the ornaments on there the tree and taking them all off a week later. Absolutely. Because, you know, if you position it right and people can see it from the road, it looks like a nicely the, decorated the, tree. Yeah, what there do they you know? Go. Exactly <laughs> right. Only you know. You know? So, yeah, go for it. I say go for and it. And then I don't have to deal with the cat trying to pull the ornaments off. <laughs> 
So, so you got a lot of things going on yeah, over there, I think, huh? I think, you know what? I might do that tonight. Yeah. Just put the tree up. No ornaments, just a plain tree. Okay. Plain think, tree. And like I say, from the optical illusion, you put it up right, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. Nobody will know the difference. I agree. Yeah, you be in the Christmas spirit there, Tori. Well, speaking of Christmas spirit, oh, <laughs> the Lions haven't quite given okay. a lot of Christmas spirit this season. Uh, it's been a tough one. Another tough yes. game for the Lions on uh, Sunday against the Buccaneers. Yes. Uh, you know, high-powered offense that Tampa Bay brought into town, and the Lions defense just could not, uh, you know, find a way to manage it. Um, another frustrating game uh, to watch for Lions fans. What was the problem in that yeah. one in your and mind, we, Lomas? And we knew it, Tori. We knew coming into the game again, Jameis Winston, he had been hot. This guy had been on the road throwing for a couple of 400-yard games. Um, so we knew coming into the game that we had to make him uncomfortable, and it would be better to make him uncomfortable early in the game than late in the game. Um, we let Jameis get comfortable back there, and he was able to get time where he could find his second and third receivers when he had to. And I tell you what, um, my ex-teammate, his son, Brashard Perriman, came in here and put on the show. I, I text Brett Perriman during the game and told him, I'm like, man, your son is showing out up here. And his wife texts me back, Lonnie, she texts me back saying Brett was emotional, sitting over there crying Aww. just from watching what his son was doing. And it was, it, it was a, just an awesome show to put on. But we knew that. We knew Jameis was capable of this. We knew that offense was capable of putting up points. And we knew their defense was capable of stopping uh, stopping us, especially against the run. They were number one against the run coming into the game. Of course, Sue wanted to have a big game coming back home. So everything kind of played into their hands. And the, the defensive back, I can't think of his name now, that took the pass back 70 yards. That's from Chippewa. You know, he had him a nice homecoming. So, you know, it was just discouraging, Tori, because, you, again, the, some of the same things that you've seen throughout the season. We're getting Italy, or we would get close enough to where we can get the game tight or get a lead in the game, and then we just have things that just one penalties the um, at the inopportune time, and then us not being able to come up with turnovers on our own from the defensive standpoint and giving up the big play. So it's been the same thing over and over again. I would say this, though, the defensive front, again, I thought they played pretty good. You know, the uh, Tampa Bay has some pretty good running backs back there. Um, but I thought we did pretty good at stopping the run. But our pressure all year long has been pressuring the opposing quarterbacks. Couldn't do it again, and it cost us. Show your Lions pride by going authentic with gear from shop.detroitlions.com. For a vast selection of t-shirts, hats, jerseys, and novelties with convenient flat rate shipping right to your doorstep, visit shop.detroitlions.com, your 24-7 home for Lions gear. Well, a little bit of news this week. Um, we found out from Martha Firestone Ford and Rod Wood and uh, Sheila Ford Hamp that the Lions would be bringing Matt Patricia and mm -hmm. Bob Quinn back for 2020. That happened on Tuesday afternoon and then 
Uh, they also released a statement kind of explaining to Lions fans the decision. I'm going to read a little bit of this statement. Obviously, they start off by saying uh, that the 2019 season has been very disappointing. Yes. I think that that has been clear. Everybody's been disappointed with it, including those Lions brass that, that wrote to fans in this letter. Uh, they go on to say that as they evaluate the season, we look beyond just our record. We are striving to build a team with a strong foundation of high character players and coaches that is physically and mentally tough with depth at every position and one that can be successful over many years, not just one season. We see signs of this foundation in our team's toughness, competitiveness, and culture. Injuries happen in the NFL and are never an excuse. Nonetheless, our team has played through serious injuries this season to some of our best players. Despite the injuries, we have remained competitive in each game and our team depth showed up as a strength. We believe that the most successful teams in our league have long-term plans, stability, and leadership and exhibit patience to follow their plan. To that end, we are committed to year three of Coach Patricia's plan. To be clear, our expectation is for the Lions to be a playoff contender. They go on to thank the fans, thank them for cheering on the team, tell them that they deserve to to cheer on a winning team, thank the season ticket members. Um, so, you know, this was a very, uh, you know, interesting Yeah release this week that to be able to just kind of clear the air and let fans know what was going on let the coach know what was going on let the general manager know what was going on what was your reaction to hearing this news well a couple of things and a couple of key words you said one was the culture uh the other word was foundation that they're trying to build the culture and the foundation around here and i know when you're trying to do that, when you're trying to change a culture or a foundation that hadn't been steady or hadn't been right in years, it's going to take some time. I think the other thing that I take out of that is that they're trying, they're preaching patience to the fans out there. You know, it's a lot of expectation, Tori, that came into this season. We had high expectations. The fans had high expectations coming into the season. Well, things didn't pan out that way. So now what you tell that fan base, how do you tell that fan base, yeah, we need you guys again next year. We need that same enthusiasm. We need you guys to be just as um, just as look at it, the outlook just the way we're looking at it. But, again, the fans need to see evidence in there. So year three, I think you have to give Coach another year. I think you have to give him year three. He started this plan. You you don't want to abruptly change things in the middle of the third year trying to get things together. But I do think it's going to have to be some significant things that are done early that you see that is going to make, that will make a change in the 2020 team. You have to see that early. You know, it may not um, resonate during the all season with um, with some of the things you do as far as OTAs and lifting and different things like that. But personnel that you talk about bringing in here next year, it's going to have to be personnel that you know that's going to be able to impact this team and help this team. And sorry, not just from the standpoint of starters. Now you got to start looking at your second tier guys because we know injuries are going to happen. They said that in the statement. Injuries uh, is an unfortunate part of the game, but they're going to happen. So what's your contingency plan 
if it happens again next year, you can't come back with the same excuse to the fans saying where injuries happen. So you got to put contingency plans in place just in case you have those injuries. So And the fans need to see that. They need to know that you're doing that so that the expectations can be where you want them to be when the start of the next season. But the fans don't see that if they don't feel that you're making the team better, not only, like I say, not only just from a starting standpoint, but from the back ups too, then it's going to be hard to get the fans to be enthusiastic about next year. So, you know, everything sounds good on paper, and I think he deserves another year, but they're going to have to start showing fans right after this season is over with how this team is going to form, what type of team we're going to see in 2020 to let the people know that, hey, okay, they are moving in the right direction. Sure. I definitely wasn't surprised by the news at Mm -hmm. all. Um, I think that it's very normal for coaches to have some time to be able to put in their system and and develop. And, um, you know, I think that the injuries have certainly been a huge part of this year. So it's really been hard to evaluate how this team would have ended up had these injuries not happened. Um, So it's not surprising. Um, I know that, you know, there's a lot of thoughts and opinions on this around uh the lions fandom um but you know sometimes you just have to kind of wait to make a judgment so we'll see what ends up happening and i know that the lions definitely are going to need some drastic improvements uh for next season in order to meet those expectations that mrs ford talked about the the expectations to be a playoff contender you know you're gonna go from a team that has three to five wins depending on what happens these last two games uh you know three to five wins to making the playoffs next year, that is a, you know, that's a really big jump there. So a lot of improvements are going to have to be made. In a good division, Tori, the division I think is only going to get stronger. Right. I mean, we got to that. You look at Minnesota. You look at Chicago. You know, and and you look at Green Bay. I mean, you got to contend with those right in your division. Then think about how the NFC, how powerful the NFC is this year with all the top-loaded teams, San Fran and Seattle and all the good teams in the NFC. So they only got, I think these teams are only going to get better in the NFC. So if you're not getting better, if you stay in that place, you're getting worse. You right. know? So we have to strive and continue to try to get better and keep up with the arms race because right now we're behind. Well, obviously, that's what's to come for 2020, yes. at least what they hope is to come. But what about the rest of yes. 2019? <laughs> yes, Two more I, games I, left to play. Yeah. The Lions go to Denver this weekend. They face a Broncos team that has also had a disappointing right. season. But they've got a new quarterback in there, uh, a rookie who you know seems to be playing well right now. What do you think of this Broncos team the Lions face yeah, this weekend? I, I watched them early in the year, the Broncos team, and they were a team that wanted to run the ball a lot, especially with Philip Lindsay, their Pro Bowl uh, running back back there. But that's when they were having some flux at the quarterback position. Now, like you're saying, they brought in the um, Drew Locke, the uh, rookie, um, and they're going to see what he can do for the team. I do know that the best thing for a rookie quarterback is a good running game, so I do expect uh, Denver to try to run the ball against us, even though we've been, like I say, Tori, I think we've been looking a lot better versus the run these last few weeks. But I think for Denver to make their quarterback feel comfortable, they are going to have to try to run the ball, and hopefully that's going to help set up things for them on the offensive side of the ball. 
uh, for us. I mean, defensively, my goodness, man, a rookie quarterback. You know what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, man, as soon as he steps off, as soon as we step off the bus, start blitzing the guy. Why not? I mean, you know, he hadn't seen a lot. You know, why not show him different things and why not put the pressure on him? I think our guys could hold up in the secondary long enough, but I don't think they have any special wide receivers or anybody that we should fear, you know, on their side of the ball. So why not light up the young guys? So I would love to see us do that, do a lot more press man coverage or press coverage in our zones to tighten up on those receivers. So to me, you know, it's a game that we can win, Tori. I mean, it's a game that we can win. You know, we're going to have to go out and execute. And, of course, you know, we're dealing with the weather and the – the altitude up there because I know walking up a flight of stairs for me is going to be challenging but you know I think it's a game that we can win and uh, you know hopefully the guys will go out there and they feel the same way and we could get the victory against a five and nine different Bronco team what do you want to see from the Lions in these last two games obviously you know win or lose it doesn't really make much of a difference Mm -hmm. for their season um but what are you looking for in these last couple for of me, games? For me, just evaluation now. So, to me, I would try to play as many of the young guys that I have question marks about. I would try to play as many of them as I can. Yeah, I'm going to try to win the game. I'm going in to win the game. But I'm also evaluating and trying to get a handle on who I want back next year, who's going to fight for me, you know, where can I position this guy or that guy so they could be the best that they can be to help this team win next year you got to start looking at next year I was saying that up in the booth last week you know some of the play calling I think the rest of this year should be towards setting up things or trying to evaluate next year how you going to play call get in situations now you know get in a two-minute situation see how you're going to run the two-minute next year you know get in the fourth and one maybe you decide to go for it see what you're going to do on fourth and one maybe you're onside kick you know maybe you try a fake field goal just different things situational things you should just try to work on these last two weeks I mean that's to me what you can get out of these last two weeks along with winning the game because nothing nothing feels better than winning a football game yeah it would definitely help morally morally I don't know about right I don't know now the fans might not like it much back here because our draft position but man any ball player if you're a professional a coach put in all that time you want to win you you put in too much time too much effort not to go out there and win the game you definitely want to win well we will see what happens and we'll be watching for those things that you mentioned the evaluation of of different players so that's what we'll be keeping an eye on this weekend in denver lomas i will see you there absolutely thanks